The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 72 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colotti, at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, Josh Roberts, at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. John George, at the Esports Plug. How we doing, everybody? And joining us shortly will be Chris Chung. Uh, he, got, he got caught up, held up a little bit, so he'll be here a few minutes late, but he will be joining us shortly. So, uh, all playoff matches on the docket this week. But before we get to any of that, I did want to touch briefly on EU Masters, which is happening, or it just started what on Monday, right? Yep, yeah, just started on Monday. So I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass the baton to John and Josh on this one because I, admittedly, don't follow this as closely as they do. So I'm gonna let them talk about this. But just general thoughts, teams to look out for, players to look out for. Uh, I think. It's uh, this tournament's always really interesting because it feels a little bit like March Madness, right? Like you have all these different teams from different conferences that all play different ways and they have their own unique, you know, little wrinkles to things. So it's it's pre- it's pretty neat. So, um, yeah, take it away, John. Yeah, let's see. I think uh, there's a couple the, the teams that have looked the best to begin. EU Masters, I think, are Misfits. Premier is is one that really stood out to me so far. They've just stomped both of the teams they've played so far. Mouse Sports, who beat Fnatic Rising today leader in the crew they're in there pretty much every single time and uh they're looking very good again one of the big storylines that i'm enjoying is uh this group a group a is actually nuts it's kick neosurf who came second at the last eu masters ldlc who won the last eu masters and they're in there with shalka evolution the shalka team and then samsung morning stars who was a kind of a wild card team but they went ahead and beat ldlc today so that's like a, just a banger group. You just got all teams that feel like they could beat anybody else uh, and really, really strong competition. Uh, yeah, another thing that I think is interesting is it probably won't make a difference in the end, but I just want to say that I think the Greek region has looked a lot better in this EU Masters than previous ones. Um, we Love Gaming came out and won their first match against a Polish team, which is just normally a Greek team would not beat a Polish team in general. And then Intrepid Fox, even though they're 0-2, They've had a decent EU Masters so far. They put up fights against really good teams in their first couple matches. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I think probably if you're looking for favorites for the tournament right now, Kick feel like they're up there. LDLC still feels like they could come back. Uh, Mouse Sports, Misfits Premier. Uh, those are probably the top teams to look out for at the moment, I would say. Josh? Yeah, uh, John said it on Twitter, but it's... I like to watch it and just kind of compare the league or the leagues to NA just because it's what we know. But uh, the teams are just so much more talented, especially like I've gotten really sad recently about how poor the talent is in NA, especially in the mid lane and jungle. And you can just really see that like even these, you know, minor, effectively a minor region, but really just a, a country team. Like there's just such good uh, mid jungle synergy that you just don't even see in NA games, and it's really like it makes me kind of sad for the outlook of NA. But 
I'm, I'm a little bit hopeful that uh, what they're investing in going forward will maybe produce something similar. But, uh, yeah, there's there's just some really good uh, jungle mid duos. And then you get to see some really cool picks, too. Like, X Maddie for Fnatic Rising has run Karthus Bot both games. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure you'd be a fan of that, Vince. But yeah. that's something that a lot of the pros have been playing in solo queue, but we've never, we haven't seen it on the stage yet. Um, unless it happened in Korea or China and I missed it, yeah, but I don't think so. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see them. They're, they're definitely more willing to go out and, and try these, uh, these new things where they think they have some sort of advantage. Um, and then it's also just really cool. Leader. I, man, I'm a big fan of leader. Every time I watch He's this tournament, leader, so good. How is He's he so not good. on a team yet? Somewhere. I don't care where. Kind of when he came to the – because he played in the LEC for yeah. a little while. And when he came in there, it did feel like maybe his champion pool was, like, wrong for professional play. Like, he's he, he has his best performances on, like, Irelia's and Silas's, like, outplay machines that he can, like, go in and outplay people. And it felt like maybe in the LEC there wasn't as much room to just outplay your opponent as there is at U-Masters. Yeah. But – I do think, like, we've memed on it so many times, but it's so true. Like, the NA Academy teams should be trying to pick up these players. Anybody that can speak English or that they want, that they can try to get, you know, at least try to get them into an organization and learning that stuff, there is so much, like, mechanical individual talent on these EU Masters teams. And there's just really no excuse not to have one or two of these guys on your Academy team. And, you know, they'll probably make their way into the LCS pretty quickly if they started putting them on the Academy teams. Yeah. What I've heard, actually, interestingly, John, on that front, is that a lot of these players won't accept those offers. Like yeah, they legitimately, yeah, like they, they they legitimately like won't accept it because they see Karzy, humanoid nemesis, and they they're like, I that can be me. Like if you're um, Magic Felix or Leader, like there's just no shot you're going LCS because you know if you go LEC, then you could be the next Mad Lions or you could be the next Rogue, where you're just like the next guy. And to them, it means a lot more. It is what I've heard from, uh, I forget who was talking about it, which coach it was. might have been Grabs or something. It actually I makes mean, a lot of sense when you think about it that way, too, because, like, they don't have to move. They're, they're not settling, right? And I mean, and, most of them are basically already on Academy teams. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. on Shulka Evolution or whatever. Like, they're, yeah. they're on Fanatic Rising. They're on Academy teams, basically. They would basically be opting into inferior practice like an inferior practicing environment. I don't know how much different the money would actually be. I see I don't I don't have any idea what these these teams are paying these players like these at, at least the big name organizations. I'm positive like the LDLCs and all these other like some of these smaller teams. Well, LDLC is actually an organization that's that's pretty big, but like some of these other small like like you know Morning Stars, We Love Gaming, like all these these organizations, I don't know how much money they have really. Or at least, like, to fund these teams anyway. Like, I don't know what kind of salaries these players are making. Yeah. So, if that's the case, I mean, it, I mean, doesn't this speak to the thing that we always talk about? Like, just that, that, that hunger, that desire to win versus, like, that settling nature? I, I really don't want to generalize this because not all North American professionals are like this. But doesn't it kind of – there's kind of this vibe of that. I really don't want to generalize because it, it – I don't want to sell short the work that these guys put in because a lot of them do put, like work their ass off, right? It does kind of have a vibe of that though, right? Like there's 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 a weird air of that, and it it's I mean it should speak volumes that these guys just have no interest in coming to play here. They'd rather they would rather how how long has Mazai Felix been grinding on Fnatic? Yeah, Two years like him, you know, like leaders been to like the last five years. Yeah, he got to play what like six games on the stage. 
Mm-hmm. And that's and there's it. There's a lot of those kind of guys. And he's just been he's been grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. Tinks. Yeah, and you would think that maybe at some point they ask themselves like, okay, like should I take a payday or something? But I guess if they're playing in academy, like what's the difference anyway? They're probably not going to get paid that much in academy over here. So why would I make that kind of like horizontal or slight downgrade move? Yeah, that's what, money. Yeah, and you touched on it too. I know we want to get moving. We're starting off on, on the wrong face. We're going deep on this, but uh, but it was, it was actually Young Buck who said it. And he, what he said was like, if humanoid had accepted an offer to go to LCS, he wouldn't be humanoid. And you touched on it. Like a lot of it is just the whole: a, you're getting likely worse coaching; b, you're getting likely worse practice environment; c, you're getting likely less focused resources. Um, so like, really, it's just like a lot of those things together has combined to make it where these players would much rather take the chance and stay in their, in their regions to try and get it into the LEC, yeah. um, just cause they see a, a higher ceiling there. Well, they probably look at the, themselves and be like, I'm just going to become a worse player. Like that, that's, I think the bottom line, right? Like, and that's the mentality you need to have. It shouldn't be, I mean, I, I don't want to tell people how to live their life or whatever, but it shouldn't be like. You're not doing yourselves any favor. You're not doing yourself any favors thinking about the money. And I know that's like a very like higher than like holier than thou way of thinking about things. And I know at the end of the day, money does speak to people. But like, if it's even remotely close to comparable, why would you more or less jeopardize your career, right? Like, go ahead. I was going to say I think it's up to these NA teams to show them that we have like a legitimate. Like, we're going to use you legitimately. We're going to bring you over here. We're going to give you the right practice environment. We're going to give you a shot in the LCS. You know, you you have a way to get onto our our main team. They don't really do that. I mean, some of the LCS teams have brought players up to the LCS recently, but mostly it was desperation. It wasn't like, it was like, oh, God, we're 0-5 in the last two weeks. Like, we got to bring up the academy guys. Not like a legitimate looking like a farm system where they're saying, like, hey, this guy's doing really well. Let's give him a shot. You don't see a T1 in North America. Yeah, it's up to the – Like, you don't see Liquid – Liquid clinch playoffs. You don't see Liquid bringing up their academy players to give them a shot. Like, and part of this, admittedly, part of this is the eighteen best of one season problem. True. I, I mean, we keep like it, that is such a core problem to all of this. I think that would push teams in a different direction. It's not all of it, but I do think that that influences. That's that's got claws everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't know. I, I think these players just look at it and be like, "Why would I dull my sword?" Basically, because like right now, these guys are these guys are hardened. They're sharp. Like they're constantly being pressured and challenged for things. Like they wouldn't have that here. So I I think, I mean, it would be good for the NA pros if some of these guys came over. But for the for these guys, I can't blame them for wanting to stay put. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on EMSs? Who's winning this thing? It feels like it could be Misfits Premier, to be honest, which is a little bit interesting because their roster maybe isn't as flashy as some of the other rosters, but I think they've looked the cleanest so far. Who you got, Josh? Uh, I'm going to bet Mouseports. I'm also just like a, a sucker for the primary. Uh, so, and he, like, every time I watch him play, like, Thresh or any of those changes that, you know, it's like a support where you can be known for making plays on. He just looks like an absolute smurf. Um, and what's what is it? Jeskla, that's their ADC, has looked yeah. really, really good too. Um, so yeah, I think they'll do it with Leader. I, I just don't know if anyone can hang with Leader, honestly. Yeah. Uh, if anyone can, though, it'll be Ronaldo from from Misfits Premier. So 
And I have no opinions on who's going to win this thing, so I will, I will, I will default to you guys on that one. Um, all right, so uh, we have playoffs going on in all four major regions. The uh, LCK finished up on Sunday. We now have our gauntlet laid out. We're recording this on Tuesday night. There is the uh, four versus five match on Wednesday morning. Uh, it's T1 versus Afrika. I just wrote up on it. I just wanted to touch on this briefly because we're going to go through the, the hypothetical gauntlet here. Uh, do you guys see any way Afrika win this? No, I can't see Afrika. I'd be surprised if they get more than a game, and even a game feels like it might be too much to, to think they're going to get. Yeah, Afrika went 1-16 against the top four teams this season, and they have like an average gold deficit at 10 minutes of like 1,500 or 1,700 or something like that. I wrote on it today. Like they yeah. they have not played a single close. Like they've been at least 1,000 gold behind in like every single game at 10 minutes against the top four teams, every single game. So yeah, that's how it feels. Like they, they, they can't hang. Um. I, I guess the only narrative here is, like, Closer versus Faker. Like, if you think Closer comes in and has, like, playoff nerves or something like that, like, I could see that maybe, but Closer just stops. That's just a team. good question, though. Like, we don't think this matchup is that close. Is Closer going to play it? For me, Closer is going to play it. I think Closer is going to play it. I think I think T1, they, they flip-flopped the two of them in the final match there. Uh, I do feel kind of bad. They talked about this on the broadcast, too. I do feel kind of bad because Faker came in and they lost. And then Closer came back in and they won again. And Closer had two stud games against Showmaker or against um, Trovi. But I do feel kind of bad because they did put Faker on his Galio against Twisted F- against Trovi's TF. And Trovi's TF had like it was like 280 CS at 24 minutes or something like that. It's like it's like Galio can't do anything about that. All he can do is match the ultimate, maybe. So it's like I don't know. Uh, there was some really weird plays from Faker in that in that game, though. He had some weird teleports, but I think they were anyway. Um, yeah, I think they're just on closer for now. There's yeah, been a I lot th- of debate, but for me, it feels pretty straightforward that like yeah. it's a legitimate. Like we think he's our best guy right now. Kid's a savage. He's really good. So, assuming T one win this match, and you know thoughts aside for if you think Afrika can take a game, because to me that's the only way you look at this one, right? Uh, if Assuming T1 win this match, where do we think the line is going to be for Gen- T1 Gen G? It's probably going to be pretty close to even money, right? And Chris Chung joining us. Hi, Chris. Is there a, is there a T1 minus 2.5 line against Afrika? Uh, it's a best of three. Oh, best of three. Yeah, is it's, best of three. it's a best of three for the first, for the four versus five match, and then the rest are best of five. My bad. Yeah, is, it, is there a minus 1.5? Yeah, it's a minus 182, if I remember correctly, give or take. That feels even honestly pretty bettable to me. Yeah, I, think I, I already, I already did. Yeah. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so, assuming T one win that, um, that is Wednesday. You guys probably aren't going to be able to hear this before that comes out, but we just wanted to set this up. Uh, T one will face Gen G in a best of five. Gen G will have side selection. Now, over the course of the year, Gen G have struggled a lot with T one. Uh, it's it honestly felt a while like like for a while that there was like some kind of mental barrier there because Genji looked like a better team over and over and over and over again, and then every time they faced T one, it was just like a collapse. Now, the last time they played, they won. I think they beat them both times in summer, if I'm remembering correctly. Let me pull it up. No, T one won the first back in early July. T one won one two zero the first meeting, and then. Genji stomped the second meeting pretty badly. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty pretty convincing win in the second one. So, yeah, uh, where do we think this ends up at for for T1 Genji? 
Probably Gen G slight favorites, I would think, like minus 130. That's almost exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Gen G yeah. minus 140. I think minus 130, minus 140, it feels about right. I'm probably going to bet Gen G. I think this seems the real deal. I think they're the second best team in Korea. And I'm Mr. Dragon X. This is coming from Mr. Dragon X over here. Uh, Gen G is the second best team in the league. I think Gen G might be, might be the second best team in the world. <laughs> I think there's a reasonable argument for it. Don't forget Gen Gelati, though. That's true. This is very, <laughs> this is very true. Never forget. Players. Never forget. So we're, so let's say let's say it's plus, I, minus one forty, plus one twenty, plus one ten, something like that. Where, where where would you guys be on that one? I actually, I think it'll be closer to the the top line we see. Like I think it'll be Genji like minus one sixty to minus one eighty or so, personally. But but yeah, go, go ahead. No, I was saying like where, so where do you guys stand on this? Like where's your your set off? Or I mean, I know obviously we haven't done all the research and everything for this yet, but like. Where like where's like your cutoff? Like where where are you looking to back Gen G or are you just on T one here? Uh, I'm probably going to be on T one because I think we'll get a decent number. But I, I I've been beat by G, uh, what's it called Gen G so many dang times this year. I I can't even spell Gen G anymore without <laughs> thinking of L's. There's an L in their name somewhere. Like I don't know. It's hidden. It's hidden somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They're they're uh, they've definitely been impressive. Um, I just think T ones looked a lot better as of late, with especially with closer, like we like you said. And then um, even if Faker is to come back, I think I don't know. It just seems like T one always does this every year, where they're yeah. like, oh, oh, look, remember T ones? Like, yeah, hey, we're not that good going in the world. We're like, you know, third best team in Korea, and then there's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every just, single year. It does seem yeah. like they are literally like the boogeyman every single time, dude. Like they're like the Patriots. Like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're, you know, six and six. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, they're, they might not make playoffs. This is like, shut up, dude. They're, they're going to make playoffs. And they're going to be relevant. They're they're that, gonna, and they're going to be three point favorites at home in the first round somehow. Watch. Yeah. Like, they're, they're that SpongeBob meme. It's like, how many times do you have to teach you this lesson, yep, old man? Like, yep. that's literally. Them in the playoffs. So I'll say this though. Uh, again, I this is like a, one of those motivation things. I don't, I don't like overdoing these, but T one basically are they're going to get a good spot in the regional qualifier. Like worst case scenario. The sad thing is, one of these teams isn't going to Worlds. So like, I, I think we're kind of like Chris. What do you think, John Gen GT one? Because I want to, I want to, I want to put that bow on it after we get done all of this. Because I'll. I'll kind of uh, touch on this from a viewer slash fish slash um, <clears throat> the field kind of look. The, uh, T1 has a lot of things they need to kind of answer. They have a lot of questions right now, and that's how they're coming in into the playoffs. They had closer, good. Then they brought Faker that left a bad taste in their mouth. I don't even know. Now, this is what people who don't analyze the game will think. Now, we're looking into this. Them winning against Africa, I don't think answers any of those questions. So now they're going up against a better team. Genji, who top to bottom the whole summer just looks amazing and has not let up. I'm worried that if these questions are still lingering, that T1 is not going to get out of this uh, this round. I, I would much feel much more comfortable betting Genji at this point. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. So me and Chris are on Genji side. You two, John, Josh, you guys are on T1. 
I think I would I would bet Gen G all the way to about minus one forty. If it goes any further than that, I don't think I bet Gen G. So okay. I think Gen G's the favorite. Okay. So yeah, it's just like no, we don't have any like crazy wild hot takes here. Like, oh, T one should be minus two hundred favorites or anything. Like we don't have anything crazy like that. Like we we think it's gonna be like in that realm. It's just a matter of you know pick them or take the value, right? Like, unless you feel strongly about one or the other. Like I I I really do think you could go either way with this. It's just preference. I think Genji are a better all-around team. I think they've been so consistent all year long. And, importantly, I think that 2-0 over T1 re- kind of reset the psychological edge that T1 had, right? Some people don't believe that. I don't know. I, I-, I think it helps when you, you know, get the proverbial monkey off your back, right? Like, that's – so – okay, well, we'll let's go through the rest of the bracket that way. So, Gen- let's say Genji do win. Genji against Dragon X. That one's that's a really close. That's it's like hard. an even money. That's like an even money series for me. Yeah, I think that's an even money series only because Dragon X is going to have side selection. Like, I think they get a slight tick, and that's the only reason it's even money because I think Genji are probably favored slightly. I think like that. I think that's like a, like a minus one twenty plus one hundred kind of favorite. Like really close, give or take. Yeah, can't disagree on that. That it's going to be a fun match. Uh, the, the whole thing with Dragon X is just they can <sighs> all of, all four of these teams can beat each other. That's what's so crazy about it, right? Like even Damwon, like any of these teams can beat Damwon too. They did beat Genji both times they played in the regular season this season. Yeah, I remember that that first series was a sl- that was one of the best series of this year. Was that first series in summer between these two? So, so yeah, this is a tough one, right? Okay, how about T one? How about T one against Dragon X? I think Dragon X is about the same line that I would have put Gen G at because yeah. I think that Gen G and Dragon X are about even money. So, so you you kind of see the the narrative I'm building here, right? This gauntlet should be awesome. <laughs> like a lot of close matchups that could go either way. I, I think all four of these teams are are excellent. Uh, There's another angle to this too. I mean, we're not quite on this matchup yet, but I was talking about this on Twitter, and it's kind of unbelievable. But Damwon is not locked in for Worlds. Mm. Damwon has this really weird scenario right now where if they lose in this final, they're going to have to be in the regional gauntlet. They don't have enough championship points to be yeah. the championship points team. So it's possible that as insane as Damwon has been all summer, that they might be on their last legs in the regional gauntlet if yeah. they can't win this final. Here. Well, what's crazy, too, is one of these teams is going to be there, too. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, like, and then finals will obviously be against Damwon. Damwon will probably be... Minus two hundred favorites against whoever gets there, I would guess. Yeah, probably like minus one seventy to minus two hundred somewhere against whoever. By the way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end up doing a write up on this, but Damwon probably just capped off the best single season of League of Legends in history, like in terms of numbers and everything. And I'm probably gonna do a big long write up on it and try to compare it back, you know, backtrack it to some of the other historical good seasons and everything. I think that'd be probably like kind of a cool write up. Um, I'm gonna try to work up later this week. Uh, in my opinion, this was probably the most single, most dominant season ever. I know they had five losses, but like you look at just the the consistency with which they were destroying people is just crazy. That said, like we said, all these teams can beat each other. So you're right. Like there's a chance Damon don't make worlds. How insane would that be? Right? It feels real similar to the Cloud Nine situation in NA, where Cloud Nine like could very possibly miss worlds yeah. despite having maybe the best year in the org's history or yeah. like among the best years. So, more impressive, Victory 5 Spring 2020, Damwon Gaming Summer 2020, 
or Jin 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 Air Green Wings. What was it? Was it summer twenty nineteen? Or summer, or summer spring 2019. But I mean, really, both. It's, they're two of the worst. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what, what was most impressive? You, you put Dan one on that list, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll give credit to the turnarounds, but Dan Victory Five Spring was too much fun to watch. That was my favorite uh, storyline of the group. Victory Five, like, and they're they're like trying to win a game, which was the the narrative for me. The true Cinderella story. It is kind of crazy we got both in a year in the same, like, you know, eight months or whatever, right? That's pretty wild. Uh, so, obviously that final will be interesting. Dan won against whoever. Um, I think Dan won are probably going to win the summer. I think it's going to be Dan won or Gen.G. I do think those two are the two best teams, but I, it really anybody can beat anyone here. So, with that in mind, let's simplify this. Uh, KT Rolster is already in the regional gauntlet. The, the loser, whoever's going to have to face them first, I don't think that's a pushover either. Like, that's not a free square. I think these teams are all pretty clearly better than them, but I don't think it's like a free square. Like, they're going to have to take that series seriously. The long and short of this is, who's who do you think is not going to Worlds for Korea? And we're going to talk some more about this because the finals aren't until next Saturday. I guess probably... It's, man, it's... This is hard, hard. right? I think it might be Dragon X because T1 is the one that's going to get the championship points victory if Damwon loses the finals, which maybe not the most common situation. Yeah. Oh, that's that's tough to say. I mean, Dragon X or T1, I think. I think Genji will find a way in there probably. Currently, Dragon X are at 120 championship points, but obviously T1's going to catch up once they win this match. Yeah, they go up, and I think that makes them the championship points team if Damwon does not win the finals. Yeah, or if I mean, if Dragon X just loses to them, what if Dragon if Dragon X beats T One, then it, it they they bunny hop them again, like they're going to jump over top of them again because they get another twenty, and I think they'll go past them by ten. So I haven't looked at all the scenarios for that. I'm like just looking at the chart right now because summer second place in summer would get seventy. Yeah, it's already attributing their points for their minimum. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking Dragon at Dragon X minimum. Oh, no, because they can go up to second, which would, yeah, would hop back over T1 again. Yeah, it's it's so it's kind of interesting. I don't know. So maybe Dragon X gets there just on, if they beat G or T1, then they're probably going to be your championship points team. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's maybe it's just T one that is like the favorite not to make it at this point. It's kind of weird, like it's wild to think about that, right? Cause with how dominant they've been in the last like half of the season, basically. So uh, definitely interesting. It's kind of it's a real shame that one of these teams is going to have to go home because I'd rather see all four of them go. But yeah, this is this would have been a good year for Korea to have four spots because yeah, I feel I like so. the, the league is really top heavy and the top four are all good, and I'd like to see the top four there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... LPL. Uh, we have the LPL finals, weirdly, on a Thursday morning. Uh, well, Thursday night there, I guess. So Thursday morning, uh, LPL finals. Top esports, JDG. Top esports are currently minus 161 favorites. JDG plus 121. Uh, all one, these other numbers are here for your guys' perusal. This one's a little bit weird to me because maybe it's just, you know, sometimes things don't line up with the way you see things in your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. I, there was never a point this entire year where I thought Top Esports was better than JDG. Like, I don't remember a single period in time where I was like, Top's the best team in the LPL. Really? I thought it was JDG, 
including all the way through the last year's the last uh, spring playoffs. I bet JDG to beat them in the spring playoffs. I did, they too. did And then I continued thinking they were better than them for this entire split. Even so, the beginning of summer, like the first half of summer. They only lost a couple games at the beginning of summer, and then they went on a streak of like 10 wins in a row where they were just crushing everybody. I don't know. I just, I've never felt like, I mean, there's a big mid difference. I think Knight is a lot better. But other than that, I feel like JDG pretty much has an advantage in every position. So I've just always felt like JDG was better. Yeah. I think JDG are a smarter team for what that's worth. Like, I, I think JDG play League of Legends better. And, like, top have good players. The thing that scares me is that 369 just showed us some, like, new dimension carry tops with the Quinn and stuff like that. Which kind of makes me think that top were sandbagging a little bit in the second half of the season. Like, they were just, like, not showing anything. But uh, I, I'm kind of with you, John. Like, I I think I think Zoom's better than 369. And Kanavi Kars, I think, is a watch. They're two different kinds of players. Uh, I think Kanavi's probably a little bit better right now. I don't even really feel like in the past matchups, I don't remember. Like, I could be wrong, but I don't even really remember feeling like Yagao was super outclassed. Like, Knight, I still think, is the best mid laner in the world, but I don't remember any games where I was like, wow, Knight's just going to carry this now because he's just crushing Yagao yeah. so badly. I do remember in spring finals, Yagao had probably the best series of his career for what that's worth, and I guess it's a matter of if you think that's repeatable. He, he he just went ballistic in that series. Like He played LeBlanc into he played LeBlanc into Rise, I think. I remember just, the like, LeBlanc stomped. game. Yeah, like, I don't, this is interesting. I, I don't think Top should be favored by this much. I'm definitely betting JDG because I just think they're better. So I would have made them favorites if I was making the line. Okay. That's a pretty hot take. I mean, a hot take, but strong take. Chris? Yeah, I'm coming in surprised at the line, too, that there's even plus money. I thought this was going to be very close to even based on a couple of things. Now, JDG had a better finish in summer. Top, I thought, was going to be the better team coming into summer based on how they played. In the finals, in the MSC, um, and then that even that series, the spring final, it was close. It was a mild barn yeah. <laughs> that ended it for uh, for Top Esports. But so I'm I'm kind of confused. Maybe that you know eat that Top is a favorite, like, and so I would follow the plus money because uh, value is is all I see and. At the end of the day, I think it's Razor Edge close. Yeah, this should be an awesome final, I think, regardless of who you like. Josh, did you have any thoughts on a, on a side here? Uh, I'd be on top, personally. Uh, I think your guys' points are – like, I, I don't want to invalidate your points about uh, JDG, like, looking good, but I will say like, – I, I don't think that they have looked better all year. Uh, certainly not after they kind of got waxed at the midseason cup and um, – in, in the finals, I thought that coming into summer, Top was clearly the better team, and then they came in and, like, 2 would them pretty early on in the summer. Um, but to me, I just think that, for me, like, it, it always seems like it's going to come down to someone just taking over. And, like, if JDG is going to have someone unexpected take over, it's going to be Zoom. And I just don't think that's as consistent as if you have uh, Knight taking over in the mid lane. Yeah. Like, to me... Like John said, they're they're pretty similar everywhere. And then we said before, it's a little bit like top gap to JDG, mid gap to uh, to top. And I will always go on the side of the uh, the team with the mid gap personally. Yeah, I, I tend to do the same thing. Like 
I think there's reasonable arguments to be made for either side, and obviously, like, I haven't done my full-on, like, deep dive into all the numbers for all this yet, but, like, I know, I know for, I know my model thinks Tops way better. I don't entirely agree with that. I think what John makes a good point about is, like, really there's, like, four positions you can make an argument that JDG have an edge in. So, it, this is going to be interesting. I, I think there's, there's really a lot of angles on this one. Um, in terms of markets, betting wise, is there anything we like here? Do we think this is like an uh, like any any map scores, any kill spreads, anything like that that's sticking out to you guys? Kill totals, because I like I know I know it tends to be like the most. It's like it's bait is these map total bets, but like to me, like over three and a half seems like a seems like a lock. I don't think either of these teams gonna is gonna three zero. I think both these teams are good enough. And they're experienced enough in these situations where I don't think, like, one loss is going to tilt anybody off the face of the earth. And even if one team's better on the day, I just can't see a 3-0 either way, really. Any thoughts there? Sorry, I'm constructing something at the moment. So you guys I got you. Over I here. got you. Yeah, no, I completely agree that uh, I don't see a 3-0. 3-1 probably, but not a sweep. Um... I don't know how to get these like. You could do over other. three and a half maps is minus three forty five, which is a lot of juice, but that feels pretty good to me. I like. I feel like most of the outcomes are going to some and end somewhere in there. Like, I mean, what, the the spring finals was what a three one, right? If I'm remembering correctly, I'm just going to go. Is it three two? Oh, that's right. It was because uh, top was up two to one, and JDG won the final two, right? No, no, uh, it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't top up two to I, one. I'm going back. I I think top was I'm, I'm dominating. I'm gonna pull it up. It right was now. super close. It it was JDG top top JDG JDG. Yeah, yeah. So they won. They were up two to one. They and then JDG won the fourth and fifth maps. Yeah, I remember because there was a fifth map like Lumal Bard Hero play that won them the series. Yeah. I... It's it's definitely interesting. It should be a good one. I'm I'm wondering what John's constructing now. That's what... <laughs> he's he's in the he's in the lab over here. I'm constructing my pick of the week. Uh, do we need do we need do we need? All right, so do you want me to go on here or do you want to wait? Right, go ahead. I'm almost done. Okay. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm probably gonna be on top, but it's not gonna be. At this number, like I'm going to wait and see where this goes because if it stays here, I I do think I do like top more personally, but it's not by this much. So I'm going to kind of shop around and and see what I can find and see if this number gets. I do think this number might get tighter as the as the year goes on. Although who knows? Because JDG has just been underrated by the public all season long. Like I, it don't don't they feel like silent killers a little bit? Like they almost feel a little bit like like better sooning right where people just like. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, they're in first place. What? Like, <laughs> it feels a little bit like that, right? So, or like liquid, maybe even. E, I don't want to make that comparison, but all right. Uh, so, I think the way it's going to shake out is so the winner, the winner of summer finals gets the one seed, uh, regardless. So they they're automatically qualified to world's main event. The loser. I think in this case, whoever loses this is just the circuit point leader, so they're going to get in automatically. So the good news is both these teams are going to Worlds, which is great. Yeah, um, they're both locked in. 
So, and we don't have to worry about them stomping people in the gauntlet or anything like that. So, moving on to the regional gauntlet, which starts on Friday, we get the rematch from this morning of Suning versus LGD this time around. Suning are the favorites, minus 126 against LGD plus 104. In my opinion, this is what the line should have been this morning. I'm going to have some fun with this one because I actually think LGD is going to win here. You think so? Okay. That's fine. Like, I, I, this is interesting. This is another interesting matchup because I think there's reasonable arguments to be made for each. So take it away, John. Yeah, I just I think I think LGD is going to end up winning this one. I didn't put any like value whatsoever on that last series. I don't know. Oh, no, exactly you shouldn't. You shouldn't at all. In that series, but I'm assuming that there, there's like no – like whatever's going to happen in this second series is not going to be anything similar to what we saw in the first series. Agreed. And I, I think LGD is going to come up with something here. I think they've got some really talented players. I think Sunning has some pretty good players too, but I kind of disagree on some points. Like I saw you uh, on Twitter today say that SOFM better than Peanut or about even. I totally disagree with that. I think SOFM is trash. You think <laughs> SOFM is trash? I really like. Okay, I'm, I'm obviously hyperboling with is trash. Like That's he's fair. A, he's a fine he's a fine player, but I, I think Peanut is like a, an entire league above S- SOFM. SOFM carried. A mid laner that is a bottom five mid laner in the LPL to a top four spot. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I really wish that, and, and this is a going way back, but I really wish LGD just wasn't even playing ZA this season either. Me I don't too. think he's that good. I wish Yuki was playing. I thought Yuki Big was same. doing pretty well last season, and I wish he was still playing. I think I think ZA and Angel are like the same. Like they're not the same player, but they're kind of just like middle of the table at best. Yeah, and I, I kind of like – I still think Kramer's got some stuff in the tank. I mean, Huan Feng I think has been very good. I think they're about going to be pretty even. I think Long Ji is capable of taking over a game, even though he's had some bad games this season. Uh, I don't think he's had a great season, but I think he's more capable of taking over a game and, and could maybe have a one game in the series that's the Long Ji game where he gets on a carry and goes off a little bit. I don't know. Something just tells me that LGD is going to have something nice prepared for this series and come in and win. That's that's totally fair. Like for me personally, I'm I'm on I I'm literally ignoring what happened this morning. Like I, I didn't care about that because you can't put any stock into into unless both these teams came out and it was very clear that both of them were like gunning for each other in this series, and they were treating it like a pre match for this one. Then it would have been different. But if you watched the games this morning, that clearly was not the case. These teams, I don't want to say they checked out, but they were not invested as much in this series. Right? They were clearly not. LGD kind of showed the Kramer vein in Game 3. Um, Peanut showed Lilia. Like, we got to see some things, but it was mostly just, like, non-games, more or less. Like, they were just fun. They were all 30-plus kills. Like, they were just hilarious games. I'm ignoring this. I'm ignoring that from this morning. I think Suning's just a better team. And like I said, like, I, that in that Twitter post, like, I think they – I feel the same way – like the JDG top comparison for you as Suning is to LGD for me. I also think Suning are just a smarter team. So I think in a best of five, give me Suning. I, this, like I said, like this is what I thought the number should have been this morning. And now, or at least close to this. And now I'm getting it. And I still like Suning here. So I think it's a good, interesting matchup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh thoughts on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Suning. I'm team Suning here as well. I just feel like, LGD's like path to victory to me seems like it more so has to be like the early game snowball type style, or you just have to like trip and fall into their lap type type team to me. I don't know. And Suning feels like they can actually 
execute well in the late game fairly with some like decent amount of consistency. So I'm generally going to lean towards the team that's better in the late game, even if it is the LPL. I just think they have more avenues to victory. Like that's, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Like I was going to touch too on what John said. Like I, the problem with long sheep hop off is that I think Ben has been like quietly insane MVP candidate. this year. Yeah, he's been quietly insane. I don't so. think he, I'm not saying he's the best player in the LPL, but I think he's a very, very reasonable MVP candidate for the LPL this season. Like, who's more valuable to their team? He still, maybe I'm wrong, but he still strikes me as like I think he's very, very good. But he strikes me more as like a, a team fighting top laner that nah. comes in and helps the team. He's, been, he's been a hard carry. I don't, I don't feel like he's been that hard of a carry. He's been, he's been playing hard carry, and Langji actually has been kind of the opposite a little bit. He's, it's, I'm not saying he's not capable of playing the carries. Obviously, that's his wheelhouse. But they haven't kind of been putting him in that role a lot of the time. So it's not to say that they won't in this series. But um, Ben's been an absolute monster this season. Uh, I, I really do think, like, he's he's hard-carried this team to some extent. Because even when Huan Fang was, like, kind of going through that transition where he's figuring out, like, his next set of champions and everything, he was struggling a little bit. Um, ben, Ben's just been popping off like every single game. It's crazy. Uh, against like good competition too. Chris, did you have thoughts on this one? Yeah. Uh, thank goodness you guys told me that this morning's matchup didn't matter. I was like, this is crazy. It, it was like they're playing a Fiesta. They probably don't care. And then they have to play again. Um, but I, I, I think I'm gonna lean Sooning for what you guys have brought up. Ben has been impressing me. Longji, I am. I just have a trust issue with that guy. Sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Um, and then the rest of the roster, Peanut, I give that the edge to the jungle. Uh, and if LG is going to win, it's going to be through Peanut and Kramer. Um, but for the rest, I would say these teams, they're pretty even, I would say. But certainly I think uh, how it would play out, I like Sooning. I like Sooning in the way that they're playing right now. I've always disliked them the whole split, but I'm buying in. Yeah, this should be another. We got just like all good series this weekend for the most part. Uh, maybe maybe that will change once we get to North America. I guess we'll find out, but or maybe Europe. We'll see. Um, Saturday, we'll have the other part of the regional gauntlet. So the way the regional gauntlet works is. Sooning and LGD are going to play. The winner of that is going to Worlds as the number three seed. The loser gets to play the winner of this next match, and in that, the winner of that next match will be the fourth seed for the LPL at Worlds this season. So Saturday we have Invictus, minus 167 against Fun Plus Phoenix, plus 125. Invictus coming off of a 3-0 shellacking at the hands of LGD. Uh, Fun Plus uh, not too much better at the hands of Victory. It was Victory 5 last week, right? I think it was Victory 5 last week, if I'm remembering correctly. Let me double-check. Yeah, so... I just feel like I can't bet this match because, like, it's just going to heartbreak me either way. Like, whichever team loses this, yeah. I, I don't want anyone to lose. I really wish we could have, like, a tag team match, like Invictus and FPX versus Sunning and LGD, and just, like, the winner goes to Worlds. Yeah. Team style. I, I mean, I know Invictus just got 3-0'd, but I, t- Invictus have showed me, like, Invictus are the better team here. I hate to say it, man. I really do. Like, but I don't think like I don't think Fun Plus is going to Worlds. It wouldn't surprise me if they pulled this. Out. I mean, it would surprise me a little bit if they pulled this out. I'll admit. 
they have not looked good this season. Like they they look to me like in some ways kind of like G two did the beginning of summer. Still, like I don't know if you guys feel that same way. Where like they're they're just trying to do stuff that is good for them, but that doesn't work right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think. I don't know. I also just think like Dwayne B versus rookie. I think rookie rookie gap like 120 percent right now. But yeah, I mean, and honestly, I think people might be taking too much like recency bias because I think IG was a legitimate threat to win the win summer. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Series. Like, but before that series happened, I think there was a lot of people, including me, that thought they had a chance to win summer. They were my so, they were my pick to win summer. FPX, I don't think was really on on their level towards the end of the season. Yeah. I actually think like a lot of people are going to look at these two teams, storied franchises, both world back to back, like the two most recent world champions. That's the narrative here, right? It's the two most recent world champions. To me, it's not close. I think Invictus are like a tier, maybe a tier and a half ahead of Fun Plus Phoenix. It's sad. I, I don't think Fun Plus Phoenix should have made playoffs. If I'm being perfectly honest, it's kind of crazy that we're getting a, the same line for Invictus Fun Plus as we are for top JDG. Yeah, essentially. So well, it is a slam dunk Invictus bet for me. Yep, I agree. Any FPX backers? Any believers in Doing B? Uh, I'll just say that the the troll cycle tried to come back full circle because you know before Invictus' last match, I said they're the only trustworthy team in the league. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, nothing will surprise me with that damn team at this point. Uh, who do we think Con or Gimgoon plays here? You have to play Con here, right? Like uh, it's all Gimgoon. Really, they're going to go down with the ship. I think. Man, I, I think they. Con. I think they should play Con a hundred percent. They're going to play Gimgoon, and I. I just want to say one more time. Me, this whole Con Gimgoon thing. I know I've brought it up a lot. I'm not shitting on Gimgoon. Gimgoon's an incredibly good player. Khan is just an insanely good player. Like, you're literally downgrading yourself to me. I don't know. He wasn't, though. When Khan was playing for them this season, they were they were awful. Like, way worse than when Gimgoon was playing for them. That's fair. But I also think it kind of really narrows the viable things that they can do. Which I think, I mean, that's the, that's the trade-off, right? I think right now, when you have half the teams in the LPL first picking Renekton and you can't play Quinn, that's a problem. Like, if that's not a threat, if that's not even remotely a threat, everyone's just going to first pick Renekton. And while the rest of the world seems to struggle with this, you know, B1 Renekton or whatever they want to, like, you know, all the all the memes about it and everything. While the rest of the world seems to struggle with it, every single LPL top laner is just hard carrying games with it, right? So... I mean, there's other counters. I don't want to say it's just that, but, like, it seems like when you're playing Gimgoon, he did show the Jacks in the last series, which was interesting. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, played Jackson and Mordekaiser, I think it was. So, Gimgoon kind of showing that he's got another look, but they didn't, you know, he's still mostly Gangplank, Mordekaiser, Renekton, right? He's just playing these weak side top laners, which is fine, which is the role sometimes that this team needs. I just think when you when you don't have the threat of something else, other teams don't need to respect it, and it makes it a lot easier to set game plans and drafts against you. And I think that's been that's been a big part of FPX's problem. Like, it's not their only problem, but uh, I think that's part of it. And, you know, even though Khan might have been not playing up to his career standards, uh, I just think that it's, it's a huge issue for this team. 
And especially when you have a really linear mid laner like Dwayne B too, you gotta like if you have two linear lanes like that, unless it's like an unstoppable strategy that's too deep and too many things to deal with, then I, I think you you're really setting yourself up for failure if a team gets to figure you out. Now the question is, do we think Invictus do that? Right. I think like when they play Gimgoon, it puts more pressure on LWX because Gimgoon doesn't play as many of the carries. Yeah. And I don't think LWX has had a great season, so I can see an argument for for playing Khan there. But I think I would just stick with uh, LWX. Yeah, I mean, I think th- I think they're going to play Gimgoon. Like, don't, don't don't get me wrong here. I just think it's wrong too. Right. Now I'm not their yeah. coach. I don't know. I don't see their scrims right now. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But go ahead, Josh. I was the, actually to me like. The the theoretic the theoretical nature of what you guys are talking about sort of matters, but it doesn't even really like to me. It's just like who's going to beat the shy? Is it going to be Gimgoon on like you said on Gangplank, or is it going to be Khan counterpicking a Fiora into a Jax, or you know what I'm saying, or taking the the better side of the Camille Jax one v one or whatever it may be? To me, it feels like he gives a better opportunity there. I think it's the opposite, actually. I think you're better off playing a tank into the You just want to try to absorb pressure the best you can, minimize well, losses. Well, let's have your jungler come gank him. Because if your jungler is going to gank him, then, I mean, it's fine to be on Ornn. Yeah. You, know, you know, you don't need to outplay him. You just 2v1 him and kill him. And I think you're better off doing that with a, with a tank rather than trying to play a carry into him and yeah. go 1v1. Because I think the shy is better than Khan anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, that that's the, that's the real angle for this series, I think, like, I don't. Know, I, I think I, I, to me personally, regardless of who starts, I'm taking Invictus in this series. I just think that was kind of an interesting thought because, I mean, they started winning games with Gimgoon, but they were playing as pretty soft competition when they started doing that. Not entirely soft competition, but um, the first few matches they kind of built up some momentum against some bad teams, and everyone was like, "Oh, Gimgoon's back," and everyone got all excited about it and everything. But yeah, really, the result hasn't changed that much, right? No. Yeah, like they've been and, a little better, but yeah. And John, I gen, I generally agree, but it's like Gimgoon doesn't even really play tanks. Like he didn't play Orn a single time in the summer. That's true. He's playing a lot of Gangplank and stuff. He but I mean, like yeah. and Ward, which are both good picks right now. Yeah, like they're better picks now than they were at some points in this season. And I'm not saying that he's incapable of playing other things. Like that's far from the truth. But right, uh, we know what he looks like on stuff that's not those champions, right? Like he's he's very linear in how he plays. He's extremely good at what he does. And if I need someone to just absorb blows from the shy, he's probably yeah. one of the guys to do it. But I think you need to look at the rest of the map in this series and say, like, I mean, I'm sure they're not thinking this way, but the way I look at this series is like, if if I'm FPX, I'm throwing I'm throwing curveballs here. I'm not trying to play this game straight up. I think I think Invictus is a way better team than me. So I think I need to be breaking serve here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they should be treating us like they're big underdogs. I don't think they will, which makes me like Invictus even more personally. But, um, yeah, definitely interesting. So winner of this will go on to face the uh, loser of LGD Sooning. So do we think e- – I think Invictus beats Sooning or LGD. Yeah, that's how I feel. Invictus beats whoever loses that first match. Do we, think, do we think Fun Plus beats Sooning or LGD? Yeah, I, I do. I think whoever really? comes out of that bottom match beats whoever loses out of that top match. That's kind of interesting. I, I I think I think Fun Plus LGD would be interesting. I think I would probably take Sooning over Fun Plus, but I'm also a lot higher on Sooning than than I think you are. So, 
Yeah, th- this this is going to be really interesting because I, I do think there's actually some good matchups that we could get for the number four seed, too. So should be an interesting one. Um, any other thoughts on the LPL, how this is going to shake out? This playoffs has been pretty cool so far. A lot more um, interesting games. So in our mind, what's going to play out is the four teams from the LPL is going to be top, JDG, IG, and one of LGD or SUNY. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be SUNY. I think John thinks LGD, right? Anybody? Yeah, in... be LGD, and then are we, are we all are we all four on the first three? Okay, I think so. Okay, I think so. So it's really just SUNY and LGD then. Watch Invictus get like three would by Fun Plus. <laughs> this blows everything up, but we'll see. Um, LEC or LCS? What do you guys want to do first? Let's do. Take the boring one. Let's oh, okay. do LCS first. Although LCS is not that boring, though. I actually think these are kind of interesting. The results will be interesting. The game, not so much. Let's go. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, we have loser semifinals. Uh, so TSM versus Cloud9 and loser semis. What kind of universe is this, right? <laughs> this is wild. TSM, it's not that surprising. I mean, it's a little surprising, right? But Cloud9 and TSM both in loser semis? What is going on here, right? Uh, Cloud9 is minus 345. TSM is plus 237 on this one. I think Cloud9 are going to roll this series. Not only do I think they're going to, I really hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see TSM at Worlds, right? TSM is the is the super evil empire for me right now. With all the controversy they've had this year, with the crappy play from Doublelift, and then they come in and beat Golden Guardians in the dirtiest way when Golden Guardians is, like, the most likable team in the whole league, full of all, like, happy young prospects working together, and who he with the turnaround performance of the year, and DeMonte gets, gets kicked off his other team and has a redemption arc, and then FBI, FBI. carry in the league, and then they, they lose to this garbage TSM team with a reverse sweep. Bjergsen just lugging them all in a sack over the finish line. That, how good was that picture with the train, by the way? I'll retweet it again, but... I just cannot have them blow up. Like, I talked about it on Twitter, but so that everybody here knows, Cloud9 has the longest streak of making worlds of any team ever. Nobody has made worlds as many times in a row as Cloud9 has. It's like eight, and eight times now, right? I think since 2013. They've seven, made it every year. This will be the seventh. So I do not want this garbage TSM team <laughs> stopping the streak. If Golden Guardians did it, I would have been, like, all right with it because Golden Guardians is such a cool, young, exciting team. I don't want this, this old... Double lift team going to Worlds. I'm out on TSM. Cloud nine three to one. That's my that's my hopes. I think TSM is going to get a game just because mid difference. But mm, I'm taking Cloud nine three zero. Boom. No hesitation. None. TSM Josh, looks Josh, TSM. Josh looks like he's taking TSM. I I, I think I'm taking TSM. I feel like Cloud9 has just looked like an entirely new team that's been completely figured out. And even though TSM has been like extremely incompetent at times this year and probably even for the majority of this year, or this split at least, uh, I just think Cloud9 have looked like horrible recently. And maybe that's just recency bias like sneaking in, but I do think there's something to be said no matter who it is when you, when you pull off a reverse sweep, like, I don't think that's just nothing, personally. Yeah. I think TSM, like, 
that series it takes a lot of it takes a lot of balls to do that straight up like that is way way harder to do than people think it is like especially, especially just like the you way lost last series to that same team 3-0 oh yeah you're, you're 0-5 against that team in your last 5 games yeah i mean i i had like that series was maybe not great league of legends but it was damn sure entertaining that was a hella entertaining series that was that was probably the best series in na this year right yeah, I'd say it probably was. Just in terms of like entertainment value, it was outstanding. I, I just think TSM have too many issues. And I know Cloud9 have not looked the same, and they've looked like figured out. I just don't think TSM are the team to punish that. Like, I think Cloud9 could play... Like, you know how Cloud9 have been showing kind of like that late-game look more in the second half, like trying to develop that part of their game? It's clearly not as good as their early game stuff. But to me, the teams that beat TSM, the reason Golden Guardians beat TSM... Well, one of the reasons Golden Guardians beat TSM, most of it was just the bot lane difference, right? One of the reasons that Golden Guardians are good against them is Golden Guardians do they do they're good at they're pretty good at late game and they're pretty good at early game. They're not they're good enough at both to punish teams that just sit in the middle, like FlyQuest, like TSM, and like Liquid, who we're gonna get to in a little bit. They're just picking these uh, balanced mid game comps that can kind of go a little bit later or a little bit earlier, and I think you can kind of just go all in on one or the other and you can punish these teams. And I think cloud nine just have the tools to do that. I just think cloud nine have better players too. To me, like licorice is just going to own this entire series by himself. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I will say that I, a, I thought getting broken blade back on like the carry, I think his Jack's game. It was, was really, was really nice. The Renekton Um, game winning plays basically at the end of the game five. Yeah, that was good. And I also feel like, in general, that, like, the Bjergsen gap here is pretty real. Yeah. Uh, Niski's looked, like, really weak of late, especially. And, like, the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, historically, and, like, coming into the series, the whole narrative was supposed to be that, like, TSM uh, or Golden Guardians is, like, this great early game team that kind of has struggled in the mid to late game, but... TSM beat them in a lot of early games oh, and then yeah. just started choking. So, yeah. like, they've shown that they have the capability to kind of compete in the early game. And it'll just come down to, again, like, it's been a similar thread. But if Spika doesn't int and just does his job and, like, doesn't try to do too much, I think they'll be fine. Because I don't think, like, Zven has looked horrible. Zven and Double Fast too. both looked horrible. Yeah, Double Fast too. But that means that I think that that lane's going to be pretty much a wash. And then it's, okay, top line might be C9 favorite, but mid lane to me is TSM favorite. So, again, I'm going to go with the team with better mid. I think Vulcan's way better than both the TSM supports. I think he is, but I just don't think he's doing – he's playing champions that it matters on. Like, he's played a lot of, like, Kench, Yumi, like, just not playmakers. He's not playing the champions he can make plays on. Interesting question there. Who are they going to play in this series? Because Biofrost. I think Biofrost Bio. had a terrible last series, but they did win. They're going to play Biofrost. His the thing is, it's all it's all champion pool. Like the fact that Biofrost can play Bard means he's going to play. Yeah, I think so. Because Bard is so strong right now. Yeah, and he saved that game. Like he had the portal out, and then he had the the Q stun. And then he had a sick ult. Like, he had some some big, very big plays that Treats just can't bring. Treats plays, like, the Lulu and the Car- and I think maybe, like, Karma or something, but he's more known for Enchanters. 
And I think that they're just going to go with the the champion pool diversity. I will say, like, I really hope that they stop putting double lift on Ash because I hate Ash. I think Ash sucks. So, you like TSM here? Is it just because of the number? Like, do you think Cloud Nine should be favored? Yeah, Cloud Nine should be favored. I don't think that it's plus two. I don't think I don't think Cloud Nine have shown me enough since like what month is it? August since like early July, mid-July, whenever the midpoint season was, to be minus 345 against another top four team. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Um, I, I slightly disagree. I can see I can see all the points you're making. Uh, I, I just think C9 have better players. Like, I think Bjergsen is the is the real difference maker for TSM. But I think across the board, I think T Cloud Nine just have better players, and I think the I I personally am not a huge fan of Broken Blade. I think Licorice is probably the best player in North America right now, and I want him on my team. Oh, Core JJ maybe. Oh yeah, Core JJ. I'll respect Core JJ. Sorry, and Bu- I think I think it's those two and Bjergsen. So you're gonna have like two of the best players in this game. Huge gapping their lane opponent. Typically, you side with the mid laner, so I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, I don't think this is like I, I I don't think this is gonna be a three zero, but I do think Cloud Nine win three to one, or three to two. I think Cloud Nine take it. Sunday, I'm, not betting, but I'm on Cloud Nine. What's up? I just say I'm not betting, but I'm on Cloud Nine. Okay, that's fair. Um, Liquid minus two. This is winner semifinal, so uh, loser will play against the winner of Cloud Nine TSM. So. Uh, Liquid minus two seventy eight, FlyQuest plus one ninety eight. Um, anybody else think this is a little disrespectful to FlyQuest, or am I crazy? It's so weird because FlyQuest comes out. They like they just have these like very like good solid seasons where they just look they look, just look good all the time. But I just can never trust them to get it done in a big series like this. I just feel like they're almost certainly going to lose. It's because of Wild Turtle. <laughs> it's 100% because of Wild Turtle. That's definitely part of it, for sure. But I don't know. I just can't trust them to get it done here. I mean, really, they've looked as good as as TL lately. But I don't know. Something is just. I just have a hard time trusting them in these spots. It feels like they don't really have the same X factor that some of these other teams have. I don't know. I think this match is closer than the previous one. That might be a little bit of a hot take. I'm trying to think about that. That's interesting. I just think, like, stylistically, like, like my whole thing with Cloud9 and why I like Cloud9 so much is, yeah, they're going to lose games. Yeah, they're going to beat themselves sometimes. But it's just, again, I speak to it again, like, avenues of victory. Like, Cloud9 are the only team that I trust to snowball an early game lead in North America. That is such a potent weapon. You get so much draft equity from that. The other team has to account for that every single game. Because it's a deep enough strategy, and they're good enough at it that you have to account for it in some way every single game, and they can counterpunch by just going over top of you. Now, are they as good at that? No, absolutely not. I think Liquid and FlyQuest are kind of just the same team. I think Liquid are a little bit better. I don't know if they're this much better. That's my that's my whole thing with this series. Like, I think the last series, it's it's not stylistically different. It's just that I think Cloud9 have enough different things that they can do. I think Cloud9 are, like, basically, like, the turbocharged version of Golden Guardians. You know, like, I said they were, like, kind of good enough at both. They're not particularly great at either, but they can punish these middle, you know, these mid-game playing teams. Liquid and FlyQuest are these mid-game playing teams. They're just going to let you screw up. 
Now, I can understand thinking FlyQuest are going to be more likely to screw up, which is why I think Liquid should be favored here. But when you have these kind of teams playing against each other, we saw this at, what, like, Season 8 Worlds, where every team at that tournament was basically, you know, scale to late game and coin flip it, right? That's how this game feels to me. Like, I think both these teams want to play the same way. It's not that they're totally linear, but they both want to play the same way, and if they're both just going to end up going to 30, 35 minutes and, like, anybody just wins a team fight, it's over, right? I think this series is closer just because of the styles these two teams like to play. I'll add to it that, you know, winning against C9 should give them some You liked out there, Chris. One second. <laughs> Robo Chris. Robot. Okay. My oh, God, 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 God. Okay, uh, so winning against CI should have given them some at least some more respect. Minus 200 plus, or like a greater than minus 200 seems to be telling me that FlyQuest has no chance when I think they really do have a chance. Yeah. Josh? I actually disagree and think that TL is arguably the, mo- the most disrespected team in the world right now. I think TL is uh, very good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm with yeah. you. I, no, I I just think that they like. I don't think it's just it's kind of crazy to me that thinking about how, again how they how the teams ended like that this this game has a closer spread than like the Cloud Nine TSM game. Yeah. Uh, coming considering what each you know what the t- relative teams are coming off of. Um, and although yeah, I, I, I definitely FlyQuest is a very good team. I just think that they're the Diet Coke to Liquid's Coca Cola. Yeah. I agree. And I, for that reason, I feel like it's going to be one of those series that we talk about all the time. That's a classic. Like, it was close, but it was a 3-0. Yeah, so I, I, that. I actually am, like, going to be – I actually already bet, but I'm pretty heavy on, on TL minus one and a half. I think I'm going to make it my pick of the week. And I wouldn't hate sprinkling even on the minus two and a half just because, again, I think I, – I just – I don't really see how FlyQuest answers anything. Like, oftentimes FlyQuest's answer is getting Ignar released from lane – and they were able to do that against Cloud9 because Cloud9 was playing Ezreal Yumi. Yeah. And you don't have anyone to match your roams. Yeah. And that means he can just leave lane and go cause havoc elsewhere on the map and negate any advantages elsewhere. Agreed. Especially with a team like Cloud9 who relies on Blabber making plays. Um, Core JJ is not going to sit back and play, yeah, play Yumi. He's like, going to let you do that. <laughs> yeah. Like they just play to destroy lane. And I feel like that's going to lead to frustration, especially in the bot lane. And I think, I personally think that makes their entire game plan fall apart. Um, even though Santorin has been great. I just I, I don't see how they beat TL. That's fair. I Other than Solo pulling out Maokai and, you know, 1v90. For what, for what it's worth, though, like, I don't think Ignar is going to be parked on that either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually think Ignar is one of the people that can kind of challenge for playmaking ability. I don't, I'm not saying he's in the same ballpark, but, you know, he's also not going to be doing that. So no, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to make the same mistake. Like, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, this, I could, see, I could definitely see this just being, like, Three close games and Liquid wins all of them. But I still think, like, the fact that I think that the games are... I think all the games are going to be close just by design, right? Because both yeah. these teams kind of just wait for the other to screw... Like, it's not that they wait. They do leverage advantages that they have. They're both really smart teams. But they're not exactly going out there and being super proactive about creating, it, like, engineering advantages you know and i in these kind of spots with these kind of teams i almost always like some of the underdog just every single time unless it's like a pretty drastic difference you seem to think it's a pretty drastic difference in overall quality of player right uh yeah i think 
I, I don't see it. Maybe, maybe jungle. If you think Brox is not as like the, it all comes down to kind of how you rate Broxa, but other than that, like I don't think you can really say they have an advantage anywhere. Shen priority is going to be interesting to watch because yeah. both impact and uh, I just I don't, like Flyquest's whole thing was like so stupid by Cloud Nine. Like Cloud Nine just they never banned Shen. They picked Ezreal Yumi every game, and they were just like not being fucked. Like I don't know. Like it, it was like salty run back after salty run back, and they just kept getting punched in the mouth, and like it, it didn't work. I, I just don't think. They'll be able to do that to TL. I didn't hate the Ezreal Yumi in that series, but we can talk about that off cast. Like, I, no, I, I think, yeah. I, I think, I don't I think hate, the thought was yeah. good, but after you lose two games with it, it's like, okay, like. That's it. That's exactly it. And same same as like picking GP into Shen. Like, yeah, GP's a good counter into yeah. Shen, but obviously you're not using it well enough. Then again, we're going to get to a series in a little bit where I'm going to encourage a team that went back to it three times in a row and won because of it and like had a respectful series because they have won. And I. I am never that big of unless it's like an egregious situation. I never, I almost never hate running it back because it shows me that you're confident Same. that it's an execution issue. So yeah. uh, I do think in that case it was a good read. They just they got too far behind in a lot of those games where it was like, okay, like with those kind of compositions, you need to be the one on the objective, making them come to you, right? Yep. And that's what happens with a lot of these things. So um, we're gonna get to them in a little bit. So you're Josh, you're on Liquid here. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I think Liquid minus one and a half is my leading candidate for pick of the week right now. Okay. Uh, I I really do kind of like FlyQuest here. I think Liquid are a better team for sure. I just think stylistically, I think this series could be a lot closer than it looks. And when you have games that are close like that, all it takes is one mistake, and it's a FlyQuest win. And all of a sudden, things change. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Um, John, FlyQuest Liquid. In the end, I think Liquid's going to win. Um, so I think the, the Liquid minus 1.5 makes sense to me that Josh is on here. Um, I probably am just going to hold off on this series, I think. But it's I think it's an interesting series. Chris? Um, I like Liquid to win it as well. That's never been a thought that crossed my mind. I think I give FlyQuest a chance, but certainly... Um, at the end of the day, I don't think I'm taking a money line, maybe a 3-1. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I bet bettable. I kind of like time totals over 33 in this series. I think these two teams are just going to kind of stare at each other for a little while in a lot of these games. So, it might be a little bit slow to get off the ground. But I could also see it being like, I could also see like these games being like, you know, 7-2. to two, And then one team fight wins it and we end up with like a 14-4 to four score. You know, it's like, okay, you know. Uh, I think these are going to be those kind of games. It'll be interesting. So, FlyQuest have shown that they're willing to, you know, mix it up and get bloody in some of these spots. It's going to be interesting to see if that's their mentality in this series or if they just play it straight up. I kind of think they're just going to play it straight up. But it could be interesting to see FlyQuest try something weird, like try to break serve with something, like maybe just open with a Callista game or something like that for Wild Turtle. I think if you've got a player like him, you might as well. But who knows? I don't know. I think they're going to probably play this straight up. Wild Turtle, has, I, I actually think Wild Turtle's been playing the best league of his career. I don't know how sustainable that is, is my, my fear. But I think that's been a big part of why they've been successful in the last few weeks, is because he's not inting every game. I do think Wild Turtle's been playing better than he had been. Yeah, like, it's it's weird, right? It's like, I was like, who is this guy? Like, he's not, I expect him to be on the front line in these fights. Why is he not there? 
I expect him to be dying, putting out a bunch of damage, and his team somehow cleans up the fight somehow, right? And that hasn't been the case at all. It's been kind of great. He's been rock solid hitting his skill shots on the Ash and all that kind of thing, too. So it's kind of weird. It's good for him, I guess. I don't know. Um, and the rest of NA is going to be next week, so I think we'll have time to talk about it then, right? Am I missing something? Does, oh, there's no match. This, this is Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so next week we'll talk about the rest of NA. LEC. Friday, Friday, we have loser's bracket action between the Mad Lions and Schalke. Mad Lions minus 141, Schalke plus 116. Mad Lions slam dunk to me, no question. I'm with you on this one. I really, uh, I think the hype train's going to end here. Uh, I really like Mad Lions to win this minus 1.5 as part of my uh, pick of the week. Oh, I'm just looking at it now. Oh, wow. Okay, that's going to be a fun one when we get to that. Heart. Ooh, I um, like this where John is going. So, listen. Over and over and over, I guess we, we should probably touch on this because people have been kind of uh, – I've had a couple of people say, like, you guys keep hating on Schalke. You keep hating on Schalke, the miracle one. It's like, I'm not hating on Schalke. I'm not. I think Schalke are very, very good. They still have, have – have, has Schalke beaten someone – that hasn't like half beaten themselves. That's my biggest thing with this team. Is like I don't know. They could be incredible. I'm not ruling that out. Like I could like if this team goes to worlds, I'd be a little surprised, but like and they show me, "Oh, we actually are good. These weren't just flukes. It doesn't matter that these teams kind of lost to themselves. We're still good. That doesn't change that we're good." I could totally see that. But I'm skeptical until I say it. I, like, and I don't think that's unreasonable. I think people have been giving me personally a lot of shit for hating on this team, but I don't know. Like, do you guys feel the same way? Or am I just am I like going too hardcore in the other angle? Because they're doing a lot of good things. I I love a team that knows what they are and they're unapologetic about it. They just they they say screw everything. It's thirty seconds before the objective. Recall running the dragon right now. They just bulldoze dragon every single game. It's great. It's hilarious and it's working. So, like, they're doing a lot of things. They're all on the same page. Individually, they're all playing pretty well right now, too. I just think Mad are too creative and have too many options. Like, I don't know. I, I also think Mad got a lot of respect from me from that G2 series. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Like, the fact that they got absolutely stomped, that Game 2 started the way that it did, it looked like it was over three minutes into the game. And they brought it back, kept it competitive, and lost a heartbreaker after bringing it all the way back. And then they came out and won game three, running it back. How much confidence does that take? You know, like, this team, for a young team, their mental is so, so strong. It's unbelievable. I want to see this team at Worlds. Yeah, I mean, I think G2 is is just G2 and maybe isn't getting enough credit for that here. That they're they're just G2 and, and they beat... Mad Lions, like you would expect them to be Mad Lions, yeah. but Mad Lions, I think, uh, show show why they were the team that we were talking about all year in the series against Schalke. Yeah, I. Any Schalke backers here, or any of us? Uh, I know you said you don't want to be known as the hater of Schalke. I am officially the hater of Schalke because they eliminated the king. Uh, uh, the crown. So, toppled. Yeah, it is a tough tough scene, but. Uh, I I think matter just 
too much better. Just too good. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we everyone kind of knows that Schalke's strength is their um their solo lane, like they're basically their top trio. But Mads like bottom lane, I feel like should just absolutely run through this with just like all the things that they've shown. I mean, they they ran so much stuff that we hadn't really seen in a while. Like they ran Lulu, they ran Shen support. Like we hadn't really seen either of those in a while. We haven't seen Lulu since Aphelios went out of meta. Yeah, who's the best, seen... You know who's the best center player too? Yeah, exactly. Leon's been relying a lot on that, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. To me, it seems like mad. And these odds are insane for them. So, yeah, it, this could easily be pick of the week as well. But I wouldn't even hate mad minus two and a half. I, I, I just I, – I don't see it. That's what it is to me. Like, mad beat themselves like everyone's been doing against Schalke. Is that the line here? At this point, I think this line is way overcorrected. Like, that's the other angle to this. Like, ignore the teams, right? Ignore your thoughts on Mad Lions versus Schalke, right? Not ignore the teams, but ignore your, your biases on these teams or your thoughts and your opinions on them. Just look at the markets here. This is a this is a huge overcorrection for Schalke, right? Yeah. They wouldn't have been anywhere near this even yeah. like half ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're getting you're getting minus one forty one on I, I you could I mean if G two didn't exist right now and everybody knows who G two is, uh, you could make an argument for Mad as the best team in Europe. And they're minus one forty one against the team that snuck into playoffs on a miracle run? Like what is going on here? They didn't even look bad. It looked good against I mean they didn't look great against G two, but they showed a lot of heart in those games and they that the mental's strong and they even came back and took one. So I don't get it. This this line's egregious to me. This should be like minimum minus two hundred, maybe minus two fifty. This is way, way too much of an overcorrection to Schalke. I agree. Alright. Saturday. <laughs> you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? That's the that's the name of the episode. I was gonna say the crown's been toppled or something along those lines, but more things change. That's the name of the episode. G2 Fanatic. G2 Fanatic in winner's bracket semifinals. Surprise! (laughs) It was always G2. That that meme, by the way, (laughs) that is my favorite meme format now. Like recently, like maybe the last like three or four months, it's like the best meme format. But whoever whoever did that one, it was G2 and Fanatic. It always has been. It just killed me. I couldn't deal with it. It was like, I was actually lolling. It was too good, dude. Shacker, I don't know how you say his name, but that guy is, he, he's had some real high quality content. He also oh, puts yeah. up like the in-game all chat logs. I don't know if you've seen those oh, from yeah. him, oh, yeah. but they're so funny. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got some pretty hot takes on things, but his, his content's really, really good. Um, like a lot of his breakdowns in his YouTube channel is like excellent. So I would, I would highly suggest checking him out. It's just, and just the memes are chef's kiss. Beautiful. So, um, G2 minus 294, Fnatic plus 208. What a weird world. This is exactly where we end up again, right? I'm going to go ahead and be... I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm not that surprised. I know I just went on a whole tirade about how weird it is that we came back to this, but frankly, I'm not surprised. And I said this at the beginning of playoffs. It's in writing. You can go look at it at the Eastwoods department. I literally said, wouldn't even surprise me if G2 and Fnatic are the finals again. But you know, been just saying it all year. Been saying it the entire split, especially with Rogue. When the when Rogue was getting like super maximum hype, I was like when they get to the big the big series, 
they're not going to be as good as these teams. They're not going to be able to beat G2 in a, in a best-of series. They're not going to beat Fnatic in a best-of series. They're, they were playing a style that was so good for just regular season play that was just not going to translate, in my opinion. I, I never thought it was going to translate well to these best-of-fives. And I, I think if Mad Lions has to play Fnatic later in this, I think they're gonna, Mad Lions is going to lose to Fnatic, too. I think it's going to be Fnatic and G2 in the finals. Yeah, so I'm I'm not as down on Rogue as you are. I do think Rogue are good. They're very, very good. But I, I think it was more a matter of Fnatic and G2 being disrespected than uh, – uh, it was more an endorsement of Fnatic and G2 than, you know uh, – what's the opposite of endorsement? A condemnation, I guess, of, of Rogue. Um, I do think some of those points are true. I do think that narrative is a little bit overstated. I just think Fnatic are good, and people disrespected Fnatic. I think it, I think it was I think it was like seventy five percent that, and twenty five percent. You know, Rogue has their like their linear issues, right? I think it was more just like Fnatic are just good, and people didn't want to admit that after having a people people were way way too results oriented about these teams. Period. That's with like so many of these teams, right? Um. So G two Fnatic, new new school Classico. We get it. We get to see it again. These series are always bangers, even if they're three O's. They're always bangers, right? They're always like supremely entertaining. These teams know each other like the back of their hands. Uh, this is gonna be fun. I, I think G two are gonna roll this one. Just I, I think. I think Fnatic will at least get a game, but yeah. I do think G two is gonna win. I think G two are gonna win. I'm probably gonna be on G two money line minus two ninety four. Fnatic getting plus two o eight in this one. So, any Fnatic supporters here? Like, Fnatic have brought G two to. Five games a couple of times. Uh, I'm usually a, a bit of a fanatic apologist, like, sometimes, but uh, mid, like, holy crap, bro. After what Caps just did to Humanoid. I, <laughs> Dude. I, I, I mean, I, look, Nemesis looks phenomenal. Yeah. Playing Lucian and Kogba, not really the type of, you know, I loved, champions you expect for him. But I loved their game plan for that series yeah, so much. Yeah. I loved it so much that they they just big brained that series. Yeah, it's not, I even like, th- it's not even like the drafts were that like that lopsided. I just love the game plan. Yeah, like get yeah, him get him on something that cancels the other lane out. Don't make yeah. him play this neutral like matchup where he can get out. Play. Just give him a power pick where he can just like rolls. I'm not going to say rolls face on the keyboard because there's obviously more to it than that. But like give him a matchup where he's on the stronger champion. He can bully the other person out and let the rest of his team win. And that's exactly what they did in both these. It was awesome. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, <laughs> I think Cash is just too versatile, man. Like, yeah, 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 everything. Is... like I don't. What about the rest of the map in this? Like, I just think G2 have an edge everywhere, right? Maybe maybe you can make the Reckless, the bottom lane argument, if Illy's on that day. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely an argument to be made. I I think that the, the problem with picking Fnatic in this spot is it seems like every time they just choke somehow. Uh, and especially, it seems to manifest itself, especially in the top lane with Blippo against Wonder. Like, every time, he just seems to, to fold hard. Yeah. I- um, but... Yeah, I don't know. If Wonder keeps playing like Nico, I, I'm not a fan of his that. glacial augment Nico. Too, man. I love it. I hate it. I think it's bad. Oh, I love the Nico. That champion, I like the that champion. champion. Way overtuned right now, by the way. Like super, I like the champion. I just I think it's bad right now. Way overtuned in fucking TFT, dude. Side rant. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most broken unit. Yeah, ulti, it's like, not even close. Time. Sorry. 
It's not even close. It's easily the most broken unit. It's, it's horrendous. Um, Nico diff. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so, is this? The, I don't even think this number is too big. I think this is right about right. I'm. I. I like G two to win this. I, to me, this always boils down to both of these teams are good, but it's G two. Like that's like literally you could put like ellipses, but it's G two after like everything. It seems like right. Be- yeah. Like, Fnatic, you know, like I don't think the gap between these players is that large, except in mid lane, right? I really don't. Like I think I think all of Fnatic's players are pound for pound pretty close, right? So. The thing is, like, when it's everywhere, it's really, really hard to justify siding with them a lot of the time, unless the number is just really, really, really big. The only, I, I will say self-made's been better than Inkos. I mean, he, he plays different because they, they let him carry more yeah, often. They're different, yeah, they're different players. But even when Yankos was on carries, uh, he wasn't as good. Um, has been a lot more recently, though. On his, like, Lee Sin, he's looked pretty good. But, but yeah, self-made, I think, is ha, ha, had a better split than Yankos, at least. Selfmade's been really, really good. I'm, I'm kind of with that. Uh, one, one quick thing though, I just wanted to mention about it was Rogue Fanatic series. Uh, I mentioned this in the Discord, but always keep an eye on live lines, and that'll be something to watch here as well. Because yeah. um, in that Fanatic series, I tweeted about it. Um, what ended up happening was the books ended up over or you know correcting to the new live odds, and what that did was allowed Fanatic to have become the money line favorite. Um, in I think it was game two, but because the game two kill spreads were like basically already calculated, they were still like plus four and a half kills for like minus one ten, even though their money line was like minus one twenty five in the game. So that's something you always want to be trying to have a have an eye out for in any of these playoff series. Um, if something switched, we could see that especially in these LPL series and LCK series where it's uh, like the minus one sixty versus plus one ten. Um, if one of those teams takes a lead, be be ready and watching to be able to take advantage of that type of thing. Got it. Yeah, I'm. I'm with. I, we actually had a pretty. It's interesting when that kind of stuff happens because usually it's in, it's the result of a, a match that was pretty close to even money and went to one side or the other. So you end up with all these markets that are just whacked. Right? They're just totally out of whack. Like you'll end up with kill spreads where it's like, oh yeah, I have the favorite now at plus one oh five for the same as the money line uh, or plus one point oh five. You know, for the same as the money line odds. Like why would I not? You know, it's the same kind of thing. Like you end up with that a lot of those kind of situations. The prop markets get thrown off because a lot of those numbers lag behind the money line. So uh, always keep an eye out for that kind of thing. It's a good good call out there, Josh. Um, so, and I guess the winner, of, I guess all of this stuff will be going on next week too for the the rest of this. So we don't have to. Uh, am I forgetting something? Oh no 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 no. I, we do have this. Okay, I forgot. There's so, a Sunday. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I'm looking at NA. My bad. So are we all in G two here? Yes. End of the results. G two. Think sub difference. Support difference. Got it. Um. Rogue gets the winner of Mad Lions and Shalka. I think the Mad Rogue series is actually pretty interesting. Uh, I do think Mad win. I think Mad... So here's the thing, right? I think Rogue would probably be favored if they just isolated and made this series right now. Like, I think the books would make Rogue a favorite right now, right? Yeah, probably. Like, probably like minus 130, like a, like a, like a low fa- like a light favorite, right? Now, yes. what's interesting is if Mad come out and just, like, lay the beat down on Shalka, are they just going to, like, are they going to reprice that, readjust that, and is it going to be, like, Mad Lions favored now, or is it going to be closer to even money? Like, how much of an over-adjustment do we think? Like, 
Do we think? I, I actually think Rogue have a chance to beat Mad Lions. I don't. I'm I'm higher on Rogue than I think you guys are. I don't think it's a, a case. I don't think it's entirely a case of they're a regular season team. I do think they're a good team. I just think Mad are very, very, very good. And that's like to me. To me, Rogue are, are origin. It's not that they've done anything wrong, really. It's just that Mad and G two are like exceptional. They're just really, really good teams. Yeah, I think Matt is going to beat them. I think they're they're a little bit trickier. I think they have more tricks that they can pull out in a best yeah, of five, more yeah. ways to attack Rogue. So I think Matt will win. Yeah, I think I think Matt and G two and, and honestly Fnatic to a lesser extent in these series are are. It's just so hard to beat these teams in a best of five. They just have so many weapons at their disposal in draft, and and they they can play everything pretty well. So uh, I think I think if Rogue face Shalka, Rogue would trash Shalka. If if Shalka find a way to beat. Mad Lions, I don't think that's, that's a happening. lot of momentum though. They're coming in with a lot of momentum if they beat Mad Lions. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's true. I think that that's overrated though. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. So, uh, assuming we get Mad and then Mad beats Rogue, which could go either way, but let's just say Mad beat Rogue hypothetically, right? Um, they would get the loser of probably Fnatic. So they'd probably get Fnatic, right? So we would get Mad versus Fnatic. Should be a really interesting one. Do we think Mad win that or Fnatic win that? I think that's close. Um, I I think Fnatic's going to win it. I think we're just going to end up with... with <laughs> Ro, right back know, where we started. Yeah, just restarting it all over again. Uh, I, I don't usually do I told you so's, but I'm going to pull the biggest I told you so when that happens. I, I gotta, I gotta like engineer some kind of. Co- I'm gonna have to like do a Vegas Dave sketch when that happens. I think I'll have yeah. to figure it out. I'm gonna have to like get the sunglasses and the and the the handbag and the sun. It's gonna be like, how do I do it every time? <laughs> so, uh, and then the finals will be next Sunday. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about that next week. So, anything else for Europe? This has been a hell of a season. What a wild season, right? <laughs> Fighting weekend. Number champs again. This LEC season might have been the most insane roller coaster ride ever, in terms of like people's emotions and investment. And oh, this team sucks. They're done. They're washed. Oh, this team's terrible. Oh, they're actually good. What the hell? You have the miracle run. There was just like ten million storylines happening all at once. You had all these different player storylines. And then the broadcast going through all sorts of stuff, and they're putting out sick content and all this different stuff. And there was it was literally just like the most insane roller coaster ride. Like if this, this was like the best single season of television ever, right? This is, it was nuts. Fantastic year overall. It was so fun, and I like it was just a good blend of young and old. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so good. It was such an entertaining season. They've they've got a kick ass product going on right now, so. And they're going to get sent four teams to Worlds, which is sweet. So, uh, so who is – Rogue is locked, right? Who is locked for Worlds? Rogue and G2, Just, I think, are locked now, right? G2 likely they're locked, but Rogue is the only confirmed lock, I think. Oh, no, G2's no, no, no. locked. No, G2's, G2's, G2's locked. locked. Yeah, G2's, G2's locked after that win, right? right. So who – I'm trying to think who else needs to – oh, wait, no. Isn't Fnatic locked too? No, yeah, so yeah, we have three teams locked. Rogue, G2, and, Rogue, G2, and Fnatic are all locked. Yeah, the only spot left to decide is, is when Shalka plays against Mad. The winner of that is locked. Okay. 
So please win, Med. Please. Please. We're begging you. Although it would be kind of fun to see Gilius talking shit against all these elite players. That'd be really funny. Um, also, my random beer bet on Shaka plus 100,000 in Worlds would be kind of fun to sweat for three games before they go 0-3. But <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, Alright, so, yeah, Europe, hell of a season. Pick of the week. So last week we had... Um, Don't worry about last week, Vince. It's not important. Uh, hey, listen. I'm going to recap. Because myself and the listeners had a decent weekend. So I hit on Liquid minus 1.5 at minus 208. And in hindsight, that was a little crazy, but it worked out. Um, John, you had Shaka, or you had SK Gaming plus 180 against Shaka. I was heavy duty on this as well, and I got hit with it. Uh, but it was unfortunately your pick of the week. Um, Chris, you had a Freaka minus 1.5 against KT. KT took a game. So that missed. Josh had SK minus 1.5. We already went over this. And Mike, at League of Items, had Hanwha Life plus 223 against Sandbox, and Sandbox put a biblical beatdown on Hanwha in the last series. Um, and then the listeners had FlyQuest Moneyline against Cloud9, and that was for plus 350, mind you. So after a three-match losing or three-week losing streak for the listeners, they are now up to plus half a unit to, off of that one pick. So good for the listeners. I did get one listener pick. Wait, I might have had a couple from Twitter here, so I'm going to have to wind this up. All right, cool. I got one more nominee from Twitter. I'm going to have to coin flip. So while I'm doing that, why don't you guys go over your pick of the week? You guys do yours first because mine's a little more complicated. Josh, Chris. Uh, I'm trying to finish my writing mine, but I'm taking uh, Invictus minus 1.5 map. I think that's a pretty easy value, good value. Josh still thinking. Still thinking. Okay, maybe I need to do mine real quick. (laughs) I do do have mine locked in here. It's just, uh, it's a little bit more complicated. So my pick of the week is going to be a parlay. We're going to do JDG at plus 121. Mad Lions minus 1.5 at plus 149, LGD at plus 104, and Invictus at minus 167. You're going to get this parlay at plus 1695 (laughs) if you do it it correctly. And if you're listening to the show, take a dollar out of your wallet, go throw it on this parlay, and let's all all celebrate together when it hits. And uh, you can buy something nice for your girl. I'll buy something nice for uh, my wife or my daughter. There it is. All right, so... We had a couple listener of Pick of the Week nominees. Um, one of them lined up with one of the ones we have already. Um, that was at AVH2AG on Twitter, nominated Invictus minus one and a half, along with Chris. So I'm just going to give him a shout out. But since Chris is also making that his Pick of the Week, um, we'll just kind of pair the two. But thank you for the submission. Um, the one that won the uh, the randomly generated number, the die roll here was at Big Kev from the esports department discord uh he's also running a parlay this week everyone on the parlays this week all right um not usually where you want to be but sometimes there's good spots for it so we have g2 minus one and a half maps and t1 minus one and a half maps so i actually like that uh i could ask him what kind of odds oh it's about he's at about one plus 175 so that will be the listener pick of the week for the week so on the season 
uh, after last week, I think we came down last week, obviously. We had, you know, but the listeners kind of made up for it. I don't count the listener in the total. I have the listeners in their own category, so we get to match up against us. Uh, so on the year, we are still plus 12.25 units, and we are 54 and 50 as a podcast. So getting that sweet, sweet ROI, right? It was a little less than 12%, right? Not bad. Not bad at all. So, All the millions to the listeners. All the millions. Million-dollar units, right? Million-dollar whale plays, right? So uh, do we have anything else? We can get out of here. We'll keep the show relatively brief. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do mine. I didn't do mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh got to do this. Uh, so uh, my, my hot streak came to an end last week of the plus money bets hitting. Oh, I didn't do mine either. Finish I was pretty <laughs> sad. Yeah, I was pretty sad. SK let me down. Uh, God, Gilius is too strong. Big Sam. Feels bad. But uh, I, I'm going to try and bounce back. I'm also doing a parlay, but I'm not going as crazy as John. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it was worth it to add a third leg, and I'm I'm not going to do it for the pick of the week. But I'm just going to do Mad Lions minus one and a half uh, against Schalke, parlayed with Liquid minus one and a half against FlyQuest. Comes out to about plus 358. All right, cool. I'm going to be the, the, the lame one in the room and just take Mad Lions straight up minus 141. Mad Lions money line. I've been I've been the I've been the adult in the room for some of these. Like although I think this this is not a bad weekend for this if you've got pretty like you can get a lot of value on some of these, and I do think most of these results are reasonable to expect. So I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna put a beer on each of these with you guys and tail along just get a, get a good old sweat about it, right? Uh yeah, I'm just gonna do Mad Lines minus one forty one, so that'll be that. Alright, um Keep it relatively short this week. Still a pretty long show, but uh, enjoy playoffs this week. I think, guys. Um, anything else? Any any sign offs? Any any non league related stuff? You guys talking about? Anybody doing? Anybody seen? Anybody had any extra extra crazy things happening? No. Yeah. Same. No, that's too wild. I guess pretty much the same old. Uh, I think Josh might uh, be trying to set something up for the future that you could maybe tease a little. Ooh. Yeah, Josh setting something up for the future. What uh, I, I lagged out for a second, so I don't know I what happened. Saying, uh, for sign offs, that you were you were setting a little something up that might be worth teasing a little bit for the future. Oh yeah, I, I've been talking about uh, my TFT game quite a bit. So over at the esports department, we we may or may not be setting up a little bit of a a a friendly invitational uh, of TFT, and we can we can test everyone's skills and. Watch me get really tilted when I low roll and get knocked out in the first round if you want. But, but yeah, that, that may be something coming down the pike. So we're, we're looking into it to see if we can uh, pull some strings and get something set up. Polish, on your T- polish up your TFT game, everybody. Next up, A-Rams after this, right? We got to do an A-Rams. We should definitely do an A-Ram invitation at some point. That'd be pretty fun. Dude, A-Ram tournaments are lit. I did one one time. It was a blast. It was so much fun. Nobody had any idea what they were doing, except for the one team that won it, who actually had like real strategies and stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, enjoy playoffs. This, this, this. Honestly, like almost every single game on this slate is going to be at the very least entertaining. Like, I think the most lopsided games on this are still going to be like tremendously fun games to watch. And we're getting to the point now where like this is the cream of the crop at the end of the year. These are the teams that are going to be representing. Most of them are going to be challenging to represent at Worlds. 
So you want to be looking at how these teams do in big spots, not just if they win, but how they win, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, this is kind of getting us warmed up for the World Championships in a few weeks. So we will see you guys next week. We'll have a couple matches. I think we'll have LCK finals. We'll have LEC finals. And I believe LCS finals all next week. And maybe uh, maybe we'll take some listener questions since we we'll only have three matches to talk about. Maybe we'll talk some more EU Masters next week. I don't know if you want to look into prepping some of that. We'll do that. But uh, that's what we'll look to for next week. But for now, I think we're going to get on out of here. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.